Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, everybody's favorite mind shift mentor, and I'm breaking it down, everything about manifestation, so it can forever be broken. I look at manifestation from a, a spiritual lens, not a legalistic, not a religious lens, independent of denomination. I am talking about this journey as a spirit being, having a human experience not a human having a spiritual experience okay um my goal in in this journey is to just obliterate the legalistic and religious constructs that keep us believing that poverty is a standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be you can find out everything there is to know about me on um, at KimberlyFitton.com. You can email me at info at KimberlyFitton.com if you have any questions regarding the podcast. And this is a New Year's Eve edition. I give you guys one every Friday, but I have a special gift for you that you're kind of going to freak out on. Um, You're going to be super excited about it. And rather than tell you what it is, I'm going to let you be pleasantly surprised because you're going to see it. Oh, you're going to see it. Hopefully this holiday season is treating you well. Um, We're going to give 17 seconds of gratitude. If the podcast is like just blessing you and you're making strides and you're applying the things that you learn and you want to make a trade on that, you want to just like sew on top of that. You can always hit up the cash app at um, capital K, Kimberly, capital F, Fitton, all one word, dollar sign, Kimberly Fitton. Um, you can find me on Vimmo too, like all the, all the, all the platforms. I want to give a special shout out to, um, Kim, Kim Feeth, um, totally got the email, all of that. And I'll be reaching, um, touching it, well, touching base with you soon. I'm super excited about just the listenership and all of the things that are happening in your world. I want to give a special shout out to the, um, Revlon, um, product development and her move, um, head of product development for Revlon and her move to, um, BK and, um, everything that's going on in her life that is just super extraordinary. I'm going to leave her name up off of it because a lot of times I don't like to share what people do unless they give me their permission. And so if I just want to share a little love and, um, don't say your name, well, that's because I didn't get your permission but I don't need your permission to share some love. So you know who you are and I'm so proud of what you're manifesting and what you're doing and just believing in that. My 17 seconds of gratitude today is just for enlightenment. I don't want to say just for, because enlightenment is super huge. As you already know, we do way over 17 seconds, but I want you to think about the areas in your life just for 17 seconds where you once were closed off, blinded to some things, couldn't see the truth of the matter. And then, and then something happened. Someone did something and you thought it was going to be the end of a thing. Thought it was going to be the end of you. And your eyes were actually open to a vast, expansive world of opportunity. You had the enlightenment. And so my 17 seconds of gratitude is, the enlightenment that I have experienced in the last two weeks, just the reminder that this is a journey, an ever-evolving journey. 
And if you ever feel that you are done growing, just Holy Spirit has a way of being like, "Mm -mm, no, I want you to see this. I want to enlighten you on this, sister. I want you to see this. And so I give thanks. I give thanks for all the ways in which my eyes are being opened daily by the minute, by the second, to all of the open doors waiting for me to walk through, to all of the people who might need my presence, my wisdom, my guidance, my story, my experience, my experiences so that they can know that they can make it too. That's an enlightenment. And I'm just not here to inhale and exhale. I'm not here just to make wealth and um, a name for myself. When I do it right and I allow myself to be awakened, the path is already made for me and my name is known. And I don't have to try to make it happen. And with that, 17 seconds has been long done. But I know that you are in the vein of great expectation, aligned with the frequency that giving gratitude does. It just clears the air and allows you to adjust the dial on your manifestation radio so that you can get a clear signal. So you can be tuned in, tapped in, turned on to the frequency of heaven, really in, in line with what you need um, and what you need to do. I want to talk to you guys about a hundred tiny little things. So there was this um, meme and it was like, I'm going to start to focus. I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to start to focus on, I'm going to stop focusing on the one thing God hasn't done for me yet. And focus on the 100 things he does on a daily basis, even right now. And I thought about how we are in, um, in this journey. Um, when we set our intentions to manifest something and it doesn't happen, we focus daily on it. And if you listen to my previous um, uh, podcast episode where I talk about obsess much, um, if you want to know more about the dangers of really obsessing, there's a difference between a mental diet and an obsession when it comes to your manifestation. And so your job is to gain the balance and to know when you're obsessing. I will tell you right now, just as a reminder, a key indicator is when you have anxiety or frustration and you're saying your affirmations concerning this thing, it really does, um, concerning the desire that you want to be fulfilled. It really does hone in on the fact that there's some underlining issues where you don't believe you deserve it or that it's going to happen for you. Um, but in, in the journey though, you have these moments where you're just like, Oh my God, I'm watching it happen for everybody else. And it hasn't happened for me. Like what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And, um, I was talking with a dear friend of mine yesterday and we were, I brought up the meme that I saw and she was like, oh my gosh, that's totally it. And she was sharing what the next project that, um, she had been divinely inspired to create. And, um, I was like, you know what, what resonated with me was the fact that we become, I, I became preoccupied with, with something. 
um, but I'd forgotten about the hundred tiny little things. And this is why I call it 100 tiny little things is because literally I could, I, I would still, I could do the whole podcast on things that are being divinely manifested for us right now and still not have gone through all that there is. Listen, um, my eyes are working right now. When I use inflection in my voice, my eyebrows automatically go up. Um, there's a smile when, when I smile, you can hear it. When, um, I talk, my tongue and teeth are working in tandem, but not just that my voice box, my larynx, my vocal cords are working in tandem in order for me to hear what I'm saying. My ears are working as well. Just, I'm not even there yet, guys. The breath that it takes, the blood circulation, the airflow that's happening. Um, my nasal passage is being clear. The ideas formulating in my mind as I open my mouth and talk. My fingers actually talk with me when I'm talking. I'm that person. I talk with my hands. What a beautiful thing that is. My sense of humor. The traffic that is being alleviated for my trip to the airport this morning. Um, You, the listener, and there are thousands of you. So right there, we've already exceeded 100. I'm gainfully employed. I'm multiple businesses. But I want to talk about the tiny little things, the toenails, the iris, the pupil, the hair in my nostrils that keep the germs out in this COVID season. Those things that are being done. Um... And I want to even broaden it, right? Broaden it to the point of um, I'm waiting for this big thing, right? But while the big thing is on its way to me, there are like 10 great things that happen in between time that that I had lost focus on, forgotten that I even desired it or set my intentions for it, and here it is. And that is also called the law of releasing because once you release something, baby, you just, you just, you're like, okay, it's happening and I'm no longer going to think about it, mull it over in thought. It's happening. I'm going to leave it alone. And there are all these things that are happening and and we could do on the grand scheme of, in the grand scheme of things, right? Your loved ones are well, and you know, and in respect for those of us who have, um, our loved ones have transitioned. There's so much more, like I said before, there's 98% of your life is going great. It's the 2% that's a mofo. So as I was thinking about that last night, I woke up and um, had a scripture to meditate on and you guys are going to die. Um, and that's how I knew like it was meant for me to really share this with you guys today, especially with it being New Year's Eve. So the Psalms of Asaph, if you know anything about this, the book of Psalms, it's not just written by David. It's written by a litany of musicians, by the way, their songs. And so Asaph, um, it was a musician. We would like call them musical directors these days, right? But one of my dear friends used to preach from this text whenever they were down. I knew that they were in a bad space when Psalm 73 came up. 
but I heard it through the message translation today and that is totally like a translation I've never really um, read this scripture in. So um, Psalm 73 and this is this is what is for us today. Um, No doubt about it. God is good, good to people, good to the good hearted, but I nearly missed it, miss seeing his goodness. I was looking the other way, looking up to the people at the top, envying the wicked who have, who haven't made, who have nothing to worry about, not a care in the whole wide world. Um, I'm going to read it again. No doubt about it. God is good good to good people, good to the good hearted, but I nearly missed it. Missing his goodness. I was looking the other way, looking up to the people at the top, envying the wicked who have it made, who have nothing to worry about, not a care in the whole wide world. Pretentious with arrogance, they wear the latest fashions and violence, pampered and overfed, decked out in silk bows of silliness. They jeer using words to kill. They bully their way with words. They're full of hot air, loud mouths, disturbing the peace. People actually listen to them. Can you believe it? Like thirsty puppies, they lap up their words. What's going on here? Is God out to lunch? Nobody's tending the store. The wicked get by with everything they haven't made, piling up riches. I've been stupid to play by the rules. What has it gotten me? A long run of bad luck, that's what. A slap in the face every time I walk out the door. If I'd have given in and talked like this, I would have betrayed your dear children. Still, when I tried to figure it out, all I got was a splitting headache until I entered the sanctuary of God. If you don't, if if you're getting a little bit lost, you can replay it. But this is the perspective of some of us when we are doing all that we have been told to do all that we have been inspired to do we are creating things for others for the benefit of others we are giving of ourselves we are stepping out on faith we set our desires set our intentions we create the discipline and the regimen it takes daily and we are open to our highest good And it still seems like nothing's happening. And then we see others who we know, and I'm talking about others who we know are full of it, who seem just to be coasting by. It happens for them effortlessly. And we even see those who we don't know um, if they're full of it or not. And just, we're just envious and we're just like, oh my gosh, that's totally awesome. I see it all the time. Um, we're scrolling on social media and we see someone with the desire that we want. And it's a moment of jealousy instead of celebration, a moment of envy instead of celebration. And you can lie to yourself and be like, no, I'm super happy for him. But we all have an area. I don't care what anybody says. We all have an area. Now you can always course correct immediately. When I have those feelings, I course correct. I make sure I type in congratulations. I make sure I see them in my mind, celebrating them, giving them a high five. And then I say to myself, it's happening for you right now, Kim. Calm down. It's happening for you right now, sis. Don't do that. It's happening for you right now. And then it still happens. Okay. And so in the songs that Asaph was writing, He was just at a point where he's like, knock and futz, God. 
You got to be kidding me. I'm doing what you're telling me to do. And, and you're like this. This is happening. And I want to bring you back to the first part of it where it says, no doubt about it. The divine is good. Good to people. Good to the good hearted. But I nearly missed it because my focus was somewhere else. When you take your focus off of the 100 tiny little things and focus on one, you miss the goodness in the day. You miss the goodness in your life. And then you're spiraling in this negative spin cycle of thought. Because how unrealistic was Asaph's thoughts? They don't have any worry because they're rich? What? If you look in the Songs of Solomon, he talks about how miserable the rich are. We lose perspective when we venture to meddle in other people's lives because of what's not happening for us. They're not even nice. They're not, oh, they cheated to get this. They would, and you think they're okay? We all have our own awakening points. I'm not even going to call it a day of reckoning. It's an awakening point where we realize the things that we've done are less than stellar, um, manipulative, sneaky, however you want to see it, whatever you want to say. We all have had that moment. Oh my gosh, I was treacherous. Treacherous. I was hurtful, evil, mean as ever. And look now, I'm nowhere where I'm nowhere near where I used to be. And then I'm still evolving. I'm still pressing toward the mark of a higher expectation. The only thing that alleviated these thoughts for Asaph was the fact that he went to the sanctuary. And that is another way of saying he went within. You are the God force. You are the I am. And when you start to envy others, it's because you're thinking less of yourself. Going back within, touching base with the root of who you are and who the divine says that you are, oh, that will change a perspective right away. This is what did it for Asaph. I almost said these things, is what he said. I almost said these things out loud. Until I entered in. And entering in is making certain that you find a place where you can be centered, where you can be course corrected, where you can be um, disciplined in love, where you can replace. It's like the seven to one rule, one negative thought, seven positive thoughts. Whatever it takes for you to recenter yourself and snap the heck out of it, do that because God is good to people. That's number one. But the good hearted and the good hearted, they get an extra dose. And the good hearted are those who understand that they're on this journey. They used to make mistakes too. They operate in grace and they don't focus on others. They focus on what they've been called to do, their desires, the promises of God, and they walk in that. 
beloved, you guys are so amazing. Have that moment, have that real moment with yourself and just talk like, are you kidding me? I've done all that you've asked me to do. Get it all out. Get it all out. I've made the changes. And it seems like my family is not speaking to me because I've decided to make my life better. Um, People think I'm better than them or say that I think I'm better than them because I've decided to change. Um, I've cut people off that were toxic and don't mean any good to me. And it still hurts. Like, why does it hurt? Why doesn't, why don't they understand that? Why don't they want better for me? Um, And I know the fact that I'm bringing up these examples because they are here, you know, they are here among the listenership. They're here, family. We're just having a conversation. When you're making these life changes, I'm going to tell you something. It rarely feels good to everybody else, but it sure feels good to you when you realize that they will understand down the road. I remember when I decided to leave my um, church, when I decided to tell my um, pastor that I was called to discipleship, I was called to go out and minister the gospel. Um, no one at my church had ever left that way to be sent. Like it wasn't even a process. Like it was like, there are people that were just like, okay, I'm out. I'm starting my own church or whatever. But no one had ever left to say, I'm going to go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and son of the Holy ghost. And so it was met with resistance. Um, when I started to undo the, I'm sorry, when the legalistic and religious thinking started to untether and, um, Holy Spirit, like introduced me to the truth. I would, I would give it a, like a spoonful of sugar, right? I would be at certain functions and then mention the truth. And I remember a whole city of pastors were like, don't talk to her. Don't invite her to your functions. Don't have her speak. It's heresy or just, she thinks she's better. She just talking garbage because when I would go live, their church members would be on there having breakthrough, being set free. Their lives would be changing. And they were afraid I was going to start a physical church that hurt my feelings so bad hurt my feelings so bad. And I was like, why can't they just see? I want everybody to win. Um, the churches that I go to, to, um, work with their, work with their, um, top, I don't want to say top tier, but you know, their, um, leadership, I go in and I, um, shift their financial mindsets so that they can, well, basically just, just between us family, they then begin to make more money and can tithe more and are freed from that like poverty mindset. I teach them how to give and the benefits of giving. And I just go ahead and, you know, teach, give them the tools to shift their thinking financially. This grows their churches exponentially, you guys. And I remember being like, okay, can you, when can I come and speak to the congregation? And I remember one of the pastors was like, never. And I was like, why, why wouldn't you want them to know about this? Why wouldn't you want them to be debt free? Why, why wouldn't you want them? It's like, because then they'll leave. I didn't understand that. And he was afraid that 
when they made money, they would leave the church. But if it was a core leadership, they would be so grateful to him for this knowledge that they would stay. And I actually told him, I said, you you got this a double scribble backwards. When I, my life started changing, people immediately said, Kim, what are you doing? And I pointed them to what I was doing. They, that changed their lives. They made the lives of others around them better. If you were to tell me you're thriving and I'm seeing your change and I'm like, okay, well, what church do you go to? And, and you tell me I'm going to go there. Send me back to where you learned that from. And he didn't get the bigger picture. That hurt me because you'd rather keep people in bondage than to see them set free. That, that money is a small thing. You'd rather keep them in bondage than to see them living a free life. That hurt me. What I realized was I had to keep doing right. I had to keep doing good. I couldn't catch feelings because feelings aren't facts, but they are the thing. And so I had to shift that around. Otherwise, I would create a big disdain for the people I was called to help. And even with their inability to spread the love, <laughs> I still had to love them independent of that. And so I want to free you from this notion that it's going to feel good all the time. It's not. It's not. It's not. You're going to have ASAP moments. And then you're going to be reminded to focus on the 100 tiny little things while the big thing is being developed, while the big thing is on its way to you. Focus on the 100 tiny little things that when you focus on them aren't really tiny at all. They carry their own weight. As you're going into this new year, please be looking out for this prize. Sign up for the um, newsletter if you already haven't. Um, a lot of great things coming up. I'm not going to do too much with the church announcements. As you're thinking, going into this new year, can you please remember just how far you've come? Pat yourself on the back. Don't break your elbow doing too much. Continue to move forward and give thanks for the 100 tiny little things happening daily. I love you. I think you're absolutely positively amazing. And I give thanks for you and your life and just how extraordinary you are. You all have been such a blessing to me. I have a physical, like visceral response every time I even mention it. What a joy it has been to commune with you. So super excited about your life. So super excited about your journey. Please do not hesitate to share um, this podcast with your friends and family. Do not hesitate to share your stories with me info at KimberlyFinn.com. And if you listen via the Anchor app, you can leave me like a voice message and just say hi. I love when you guys do that. Follow me on Instagram. You can leave a voice message there too. You guys have, you guys hit up the DM daily, weekly, and I love it. That's me. I'm, I'm the one answering you. Um, I just, I just love you guys. Truly, I do. Happy New Year. And have an amazing, amazing time celebrating your growth. Go be great.